So it's a good afternoon from the UK. I am Liz. This is Ladies Go Live Series 3, Your Wellbeing. I'm talking to the fantastic, the guy I inspire since my early days. <laughs> I know you hate it when I say that. <laughs> well, I do, but then um, you just said you inspired me, I think. So uh, that, that, that was better. That was better. That's, that's how it is now. Yeah, we just, we'll flip it. It goes both ways. But Absolutely. <laughs> that's how a journey goes uh of course i've known you for oh my god seven years mm, yeah um, yeah so obviously rick i knew you back in the early days you come and speak tell us what, more about what you actually are oh, joe's joined us good morning to joe from the u.s uh tell us all about the fantastic things you do because it's phenomenal in my opinion um yeah thank you you know i um i coach people i coach people that's what that's what i do i um i i, I come like yourself liz which is how we we met isn't it we both come from a background of health and fitness um personal training world and so forth like that and and yeah i was a like many young guys and girls um, i was young then definitely <laughs> um I, I just love sport you know and 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 so i i really wanted to get into working in sport i i always wanted to be a sports you know an athlete whatever um and then and then when that didn't sort of happen for me my i always wanted my dream was to always pursue working in in sport mm -hmm. which which i you know i've done and i've spent uh, about 12 14 years i think doing doing exactly that because i was doing some of that when, when we met as well um and yeah you know I, I i've been very lucky i've managed to travel the world and um work in you know pro boxing and tennis and and football and and loads of different sports racing driving and all kinds of craziness and um and and you know the thing the thing about it is that the, the athletes are people mm -hmm. and i, I Whilst I, I came into it as a as a sports scientist, I think originally, mm -hmm. um, I, I I learned more and I realised that you know the the higher up you go in terms of professional sport and the stress and the, the financial side of it and all that kind of stuff, that fundamentally mm -hmm. athletes are people and they have hopes and dreams and fears like everybody else. So. I then started learning more about that kind of stuff. And then as I became a father and all that, I wanted to be a bit more based at home. And, and this is where I am now. Coaching people. Coaching people. But the fact is, what I've always loved is your straight talking. It's like, this is how it is. And and you say athletes are people, but the, we see it transpose. You see these quotes, like the athlete will put in the dedication to their training. They focus because their goal is the gold medal or their place in the team or, you know, whatever it is they want to achieve. But that mindset is exactly what we have in business. So it's life skills you teach, really. 100%. You know, um, um, I remember when I first sort of got into doing keynote speaking, you know, in, in, in corporate, which is what I do a lot of now, as, as you know. And um, I remember sort of, I was approached actually by, by a friend, like, like a lot of things I've, I've done, or I've just kind of just done them, you know, you know, I've just sort of found my way. And 
and when when this this chap asked me to do a keynote for a for a huge sales team and it was the first one i'd ever done and i was kind of thinking what am i going to speak about you know <laughs> what, what 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 does what how does a sales team doesn't want to know about vo2 maxes or you know or any of that boring geekiness that i do you know and and and, and I, yeah i just sort of stepped back and i thought well hang on a minute sport and business massively crosses over they're, they're, they're target driven they're emotion driven that it's based on teamwork it's based on you know a, num a number of a number of things um that ultimately cross over so i, I kind of went into this talk and in and instead of talking about the geeky sports science stuff i, I spoke about exactly like you've just said the you know how athlete preparation that you know going into a big event is no different to pitching for a oh liz gone don't know if i'm on my own now and i've lost liz i think i have <laughs> okay it just kicked me out that was quite who did you have i was like oh, what are okay. we doing <laughs> um, it just something went wrong <laughs> i thought i just said to the camera i was like have i lost liz there and then i could see me the live side was still on i was like ah anyway yeah. i thought you were I thought someone was winding me up then. Basically, sport is like pitching for a, a contract or, or, or you know, or, or a new client or whatever, or getting kicked out of, of a live show when you're not the host. <laughs> the same. Or when you are the host and you're yeah, like... And then you become the host and, and, you know, you've got to adapt. All those principles, all those buzzwords, you've got to adapt, you've got to crack on. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm right. Maybe we'll talk about this in a minute, but I'm writing a book about what I call a lonely walk, which mm. is where uh, a boxer walks to the ring on their own, and 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 sales and meetings and corporate is like that, and work is like that, and that's exactly how I felt then when I just saw my head just pop up on the screen on my own. <laughs> I have to say, when it, it happened to me on a podcast, I literally kicked off one, and I stood again. Oh my god because I get serious stage fright and, you know, and I've got sort of over it, but I was like, again, okay, guys, please talk to me, <laughs> begging people, you know, it's quite entertaining, but it's also a bit of a shock and, you know, those sort of shocks happen in life. You walk in, you're prepared for that business meeting. You walk in going, right, this is what I'm going to deliver. And someone goes, no, this is how you're going to do it. And you go, oh, oh, hang on a second, I, I prepared a 10 minute talk, you want to give me 20 minutes and, oh, you want me not to do this and you want to do it in here and, you know, anything can throw in your way. And it's that ability, to, like I said, that flexibility of that mind to actually stay top of your game. Yeah, but, you know, behavioural flexibility, you know, um, athletes, athletes, um, <clears throat> all of them, some of them are creatures of habit. Mm. And, and we know about habits and how habits, you know, build over days and, and they lead us to where we want to be. And, and that's great. But, you know, uh, competitive sport doesn't always follow the rules. And, and you know, um, sometimes the, these rules just get absolutely ripped up and thrown out the window. And I, and I think that's exactly the same in business, you know. I mean, who if we'd have done this call 18 months ago, Liz, when we were all doing our projections and all our, how our year was going to be ahead, well, we we didn't really see this coming, you know. And 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 you know, as I say, and I, I'm you know, for those who are kind of listening or maybe watching, I am quite animated with my hands, aren't I? Maybe that is the 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 old sort of 
martial arts training, but we have to roll with the punches and, and that sometimes it's not about necessarily just being great. Of course, mm. we've all got to be good and we've all got to develop. Sometimes it's your ability to get up off the canvas when you've when you've took that punch that you didn't see. Sports you know i've actually started controlling the way i use my hands because i've been doing my public speaking practice and that so i'm actually trying not to be because i'm like you i'm very like and you look at this and it's like this and you go like this and everyone's like i'm watching what you're doing not listening to you yeah yeah and yeah. so that ability this is again like you said last 15 months what have we done we've had to go oh shit this doesn't work anymore mm. You know, and first off, we were like, oh, a couple of weeks, you know, within three months, we'll be back, you know, we'll be fine. Things will be open. And then another month, and then another month. And we're like, oh, my God, it's been 12 months. Yep. And we're not out of it yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and then, you know, keep my hands still. <laughs> <laughs> and then a whole new set of challenges are going to present themselves. and. Yeah. and you know, and 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 again, it's it's something I, I say a lot. It's a metaphor I use a lot. Is that we're all kind of surfing through life. You know, sometimes the waves are not that big. Sometimes they're quite small. Other times they they are, you know, riptides, whatever they're called, tidal waves, absolute tsunamis. And I think we're we're in the midst of one right now. But we can't control the waves. We can only control our ability, can't we? Our ability to surf and our skills. That's all we can do and our ability to adapt. Yeah. And we're naturally designed to adapt anyway. That's actually our natural, I say natural ability, natural instinct. That's what we're skilled at. Yeah. yeah evolution. That's us, isn't it? You know? So, yeah. yeah. And of course, your mind's your greatest tool. Like your body, your mind will quit before you, uh, like obviously, let me get my words straight now. <laughs> so your mind is obviously your strength because your body will keep going further than your mind. You always think you can't go that step further or that your mind's what pulls you through. So it's that sort of, it's that leverage. It's the difference between actually that extra step and not. Because if you believe the negatives, you will hold yourself back. If you sit there and talk yourself into it, you will step forwards. So what would be your sort of, I say advice or sort of way to sort of approach that because if you find yourself sort of always hitting that brick wall and not stepping forwards what's one thing you would do to help train your mind to be forward thinking I think um I think I think you've got to investigate and you've got to you know going within is 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 actually not is not very comfortable for a lot of us you know, I, I got into, yes, I got into, um, work, you know, working more as a mindset and performance coach because um, sport and my job required that and it demanded it. But, but actually, if you go deeper than that, well, there's actually a history of mental health problems in my family. Um, and so, therefore, from a young man, I'd experienced seeing people, you know, have the highs and lows of, of mental health. Um, it, it's not comfortable going inwards, but when, when there are blockages mm. we have to be uh first of all open and receptive to even exploring why mm. you know so what i i always say these two key facets i'm looking for with with mm. a client or with a group of clients it's understanding and acceptance and i think acceptance is this is the first mm. one for me you know of course they can a, a, a crude example but a within People can have medical issues and all kinds of stuff and so forth like that. But if you're particularly overweight, 
it's fairly common in my career to have the statement said to me, well, I, I eat well. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, and 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 what I'm saying is uh, to gain acceptance, we have to we have to look at that rather than you just sort of saying, "Well, I can't stand why I'm overweight because I eat well." Well, let's look at what that really, really looks like, and let's explore it. You have to be able to then accept that maybe you don't eat well. That that well the biggest one I get is you don't eat. They don't actually eat enough. They think Absolutely. I'm only eating this. Absolutely. A very close friend of mine, I've, I just had the exact conversation literally a few days ago. But the whole point is you have to be able to accept that, mm. that you may not be right or that, that there may be some changes that need to be made and, and, and change is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, so I, I look for understanding and acceptance. When there's blockage, I look for those two key things. Uh, we, we try and you know learn we try and get as much information as we can we try and understand that's let's say for you know somebody with, with food for argument's sake yeah is there you know emotional reasons which is usually 99 percent of the time okay so what are those emotional reasons that why we're turning to food for you know comfort or for this or for whatever so we're gaining some sort of understanding mm. and then if we get some acceptance as well i think that then allows us to put the the necessary interventions into place to to get past the blockage mm. um i think if we haven't got understanding and acceptance it's little it's like negative feedback loop where we just keep going round in a circle and we'll get some progress and then we'll taper off and then we'll end up right by where we started yeah just say a quick hello to paul who's joined us so thank you for joining in logging in obviously do fire over your questions guys if you have any i'm going to be interrogating rick for another about half an hour or so <laughs> um but of course with that excuses so you create i mean i'm sure you've heard this one you know i i'm fat and overweight but they don't want to commit to losing weight because when they, things go bad they can blame being overweight well it's fine because i'm overweight you know it's that sort of excuse system how how does that fare with, you know when you're sort of getting people to accept things do they find it is barriers big um blockage or do you find that further on down the line normally sorry can you just repeat the last bit there liz it just went a bit grisly the video sorry oh, okay uh, i just said obviously you know with barriers and blockage do you find it when you start acknowledging the acceptance of what's going on or do you find it when you start delving in and digging deeper uh, the, the natural default is is like you say is you know i think could really go off on one here but um i think we're being more conditioned as a, as a society more and more now to um to that when something's going great that is that's our doing and it's our fault and we celebrate and you know look at me i'm amazing yet when things aren't going so well it, it's an external factor you know it's 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 any one of 50 different things um so the yeah, the, the natural kind of for me whenever um i'm trying to work towards acceptance with somebody there generally is always a pushback now mm -hmm. for me as a coach the the, the uh, you know the key skill for me is not giving them the answers but is ultimately just trying to get them to pass what, what we call the mirror test as, as you know where they they give themselves the answers whereby i'll simply probe and continue to probe and continue to ask the right questions 
uh, till they get to a point where they, they have to face the reality of that and the reality of the situation. I think there's always a pushback. We're, we're conditioned now for comfort. We're conditioned for abundance. We're conditioned, uh, you know, that, that hardship is not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um and you know what yeah what i try and do is i i constantly got fixed in my mind that you know are they in a place of acceptance if they're not in a place of acceptance i will continue to work and i'll continue to work and 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 just because you're in a place of acceptance doesn't mean you stay there you know we're all influenced aren't we we're all our moods our states they change at any given time you know so um yeah there's always there's always a pushback um, you know, like you say, I, I, I eat well, I, I don't understand it. And, and it's my job then to, to you know, what I do, I, I work in tennis, but I just play a game of tennis. I knock the ball back. So tell me what eating well looks like. Okay. So if, if, we're, if we're, you know, we're eating great, talk to me about your energy levels. Let's go through your sleep last night. And I don't really give them the, the, the solutions. I just simply ask the questions. And what you'll often find is, well, actually, Oh yeah, well actually I did eat this and I did eat that. Okay. Or that oh yeah, I didn't realise that. Yeah. I mean, you know, um uh, we we had one within and, and this is no different for athletes and, and I work with, you know, general population as well, you know, in my programmes now and all that kind of stuff. But you know, <laughs> athlete gave us gave us um a food recording, a food diary, whatever you want to call it, literally a few weeks ago, massively under eating, yeah, you know, holding body fat. Um, and you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, let's take a look at what you do. And this athlete, you know, just basically gave us half a food diary. <laughs> After being top level myself, I'm like, oh no, oh no. And and this is the thing as well because how, how many times do you find people lie when they first start out? It's a lack of acceptance, nearly all the time nearly all the time um you know um i think i think it's over i've been doing this for 20 years now all in and uh i think it's probably getting worse i think as there's more information out there as well and and you know there's there's more you know i think generally we kind of knew what we knew mm-hmm. and historically you know people will let's say their career they would work on their career but you know before the internet and all that kind of stuff they didn't have that much access to to have a you know a wealth of info or, or a wealth of people's opinions and you know um you, you know people that, that that is everywhere now isn't it there's opinions everywhere there's info everywhere and, and people will like people will because it, again it, going back to what i said before that's a comfort isn't it i'll tell the coach what i i think they want to hear yeah I'll assume and mind read what I think the coach wants to hear. And I'll assume that the coach uh, does want to hear that and therefore will be accepting of it and therefore not notice that I'm actually lying. And the fact is, we've become a coach because we've done that shit before. Absolutely. And I just call bullshit on it and I just say it straight. I'll just say, you know, why don't you sort of stop wasting my fucking time and uh, let's just have an open and honest conversation. Yeah, my, my favorite line is, yeah, right. And apparently I have a look. So I'm just like, and people just say, yeah, you have this look. And I'm like, what do you mean? And there's look as in, I know you're bullshitting. There's mm-hmm. a look as in, 
don't even push it and I look at them you really dare and I was like okay all right and apparently said yeah they really dare they've not had like once in 12 months they've seen or one of my clients told me this I was like okay but apparently I have these looks and so, so I can say very little and just like the death stare is it Liz then yeah apparently so one time <laughs> yeah probably screaming <laughs> but it gets the message it's a case of they just know you know in some ways I'm I'm, I'm in some ways opposite to you because I'm very passive you know very like okay you carry on you do your thing but then they say something I'm like not interested if you're gonna lie you know is it and then my favorite line is is that what I showed you yeah yeah like you say I I you know and I, I accept this I'm I'm not sometimes for everybody you know obviously I mean I, you know and believe it or not I do have a softer side Liz do I, have know. A side, you know. I believe this <laughs> I do have a softer side and, and of course that is the skill of coaching isn't it the co coaching is is you know he's ultimately trying to help people get the best out of people um of course I can be you know quite uh coarse around the edges quite rough around the edges and will just kind of you know steam in but then equally you know um i, I do want to get the best out of the people i work with and if that does require a softer approach then i will do that mm -hmm. but then like you say if if you know if you get that scent of, of bs then you know i'm going to kick some ass it's as simple as that yeah you know? and that's the thing you just need to balance so quick hello we've got barbara a few guys joining in all over LinkedIn, obviously from Japan. Hello. And our resident DJ of Ladies Go Live, DJ G. So all checking us in. Thank you, guys. Obviously, if you've got any questions, do fire them over because, you know, we're talking mindset, performance mindset and business. So it all connects and how the mind is a powerful tool. So how would you say, if I, I, I'm coming to you and I'm in business, what sort of signs or symptoms we can use both signs or symptoms. If I'm not on top of my game, I think I am. What sort of things do you find become obvious? What sort of thing, actions, or is there anything that in your experience that you've sort of come across? Well, the, the big, the big, um, the, the big, what's the word I'm looking for? Challenge is stress, isn't mm -hmm. it? And, and, um, you know business is stressful and and you know you might be running a team or you might be running a department or you know trying to hit targets or dealing with a disciplinary situation or involved in a purchase of a new business or whatever but it's stressful and and i think for me there's one of the big challenges that that i've noticed you know if you're looking at managers and, and owners and ceos and all that kind of stuff and senior leadership teams and, and people like that slts and whatnot is that the challenges are, are basically greater than they've ever been yeah you know the challenges are the the the, the need to earn more money the need to grow business the need to hit targets the the challenges are greater than they've ever been and i and and of course now the employment law is more in depth than it's ever been you've got to communicate in a certain way you've got to follow processes to look after your staff manage your staff that you are literally challenged in 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 a hundred different areas um now I, you know i don't see that slowing down anytime soon and i don't see it changing 
So therefore, we have got to give ourselves the right tools for the job. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the, the key, you know, key consistent things that I see across, you know, those sort of leadership and management roles, let's say, is that the, the, the guys and girls I work with, they don't have the tools for the job. Now, they may go on a management course, they may go on a communication skills course or some leadership, but what about your health? What about what I call principle one in my programs, a, a foundation of health? Mm -hmm. Now, I work with fighters and I, and I work with, you know, predominantly boxers, but, you know, even a tennis player or, or whatever, mm -hmm. we, wouldn't, we wouldn't just get that guy or girl and, and you know, give them a course in tennis and then throw them into a high pressure, high demanding situation because physically and mentally they would not be able to cope. Mm -hmm. yeah? Just like a fight, we train them for a period of weeks and months, if not longer, before exposing them to that situation. Now, when people come to me and they say, I'm stressed, I'm stressed and I'm struggling to cope and, you know, my head's splitting with all the things I've got going on. I say, well, ask yourself why you can't cope. And it's because they don't have the tools for the job. Mm. So, you know, when you delve deep, as you know, there's, there's uh, reliance on, uh, uh, you know, external de-stressing. Some people train, but again, then maybe some of them sometimes train too hard, but then it's drinking, you know, sleep is terrible, sat up at night working on laptops or taking laptops to bed. There's only two things you should be in bed doing. One of them sleeping and the other one, it's a bit early in the day to talk about. <laughs> you not be working in your bed. And, mm. and, and, and that's my whole point. What I'm saying is the demands are going up. Yeah. Like fighting a faster, stronger opponent, but you're not doing any speed work yourself. You're not doing any, um, excuse me, my phone's kicked in. Sorry there, Liz. You're not <laughs> doing any speed work yourself. You're not doing any strength work yourself. You've got to work on yourself. You've got to sharpen your tools to be mm -hmm. able to cope with the demands that you're facing now, which are, are different to what they were 30 years ago. Yeah, it's the same as going to the gym to de-stress, but stand there texting or or going for a walk to get out of the house, but then making your calls as you go on that walk. You've not switched off. Or, you know, I spoke to a, um, the EMF gal last week, we were talking about EMF radiation. And, yeah. of course, so even just having, you know, your laptop, even if you just did a couple of emails, you now obviously blue light, EMF yeah. radiation, working no separation and that's the key, the key thing is we talk about prepping yourself but you need to separate yourself from everything you do so that you can be better at everything you do because that's your time yeah and, and absolutely and having those boundaries in place and 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 remembering that you know rick and liz are, are people that we're not just a parent or a partner or a business owner we're a, we're a person as well and and you know, and, and if you look at it scientifically, and this is where, you know, science does help as well, as, as you know, and nutrition helps and all mm -hmm. those kind of things. You're spending all day in fight or flight, all day in a sympathetic nervous system, on the go, fast twitch, moving, mm -hmm. reacting. And then all of a sudden you suddenly expect to switch into a parasympathetic nervous system, go to sleep, relax, chill out, mm -hmm. and then you wonder why you can't do it. 
So the, for me, you know, like like you would have a, a strategy for your marketing, like you would have a strategy for your sales, like you would have a strategy and a development plan for a member of staff to progress them through into an SLT role or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, there's got to be strategies in place for you to be able to cope with the demands of of this world we live in now. Mm -hmm. And and I think fundamentally, and I suppose this is across the board actually, um, you know, life has changed, the demands have changed, um, our digital exposure is higher than ever. So what are we doing? For every action is a reaction. What are we doing to counterbalance and bring uh, some equilibrium to our life. Yeah, I remember being young and just having my first phone that only did 10 text messages, only stored 10. And, you know, you can make a call or you could text. There was no internet. Now we carry our mini computers. Yeah. And it's filled. And as well, there's very much a now, now, now. There's yeah. very impatience because you're connected. They think, oh, you're connected now. It's like, hang on a second. Like now, I transformed, when I went self employed, I transformed my business at one point because I went. I was always corporate. I'm going to, as soon as I go in, check my emails, see what I need to do, see what I, so I went, hang on a second. I work for myself. My emails are important. I will do them today, but that's not what needs to be done first. I start my day with what I need to do first. Yeah. For yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, of course, and again, I go back to what I said before about asking questions, you know, the, the historic nine to five for argument's sake and as we migrate back into offices which mm -hmm. which i believe we will and i believe it is a good thing yeah. to to what's the word i'm looking for to hybrid let's yeah. say um but i would say to people you know okay so you start at nine o'clock yeah i said why not five past nine and then i'd get oh i don't know because because I, I start at nine o'clock mm -hmm. so why not five two nine yeah i don't know i finish at five why five I don't, I don't know and and you know it's looking at these cultures it's looking at these habits and it's looking at and saying listen ultimately what we're there to do in, in business in sport it's it's what i call it's under the banner of performance whether that's in you know win things or make more money or whatever but we've got to have the right strategies in place to do that okay i was brought up in very working class upbringing I was what we always was called elbow grease, you know, working hard, you know, yeah. work, work, work. But actually, we can work a lot smarter. And yeah. actually, if you do get up like you say, Liz, and prioritize yourself and prime yourself for the day physically, mentally, you know, and, and get your body moving, you know, mm -hmm. there's a saying sitting is the new smoking. The, the, the links between excess sitting down and and inflammation, not just in terms of the biomechanics, your back, your, your knees, your joints, your neck, but also at cellular level, you know, also at your ability to think and function. So if if we, it, it's a complete paradox and it's a, it's a complete nonsense to just work, 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 when actually mm -hmm. if you give yourself a little bit of time, you'll be super sharp, super efficient and do a lot more effective work Mm -hmm. in, in a far smaller um minute, minutes and hours window you know yeah become much more productive in that time you're working absolutely you know that's rest again sport and business are the same if you play football you're there to win football matches you know you don't get points for who's run the furthest on the pitch you get points for 
who scored the most goals. And business is the same. Mm. It is about results, financials, uh, performance. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, DJG says this needs to be taught in schools. And uh, we've got, obviously, Kevin has just joined in. So just jumped in, interesting perspective of a long-distant runner who's using the London Marathon this year after the mindset used towards the preparation. Uh, mine's more powerful than my legs. I'm actually, it's, it's white on black. For me, my dyslexia, this is actually quite hard. Right, I got it. I got it. I'll, jump, I'll jump in if you don't mind. Um, um I agree about schools, by the way. Again, society has changed. Uh, I, I've got an academic background. I'm not a natural academic. It, it, it's something that doesn't particularly come easy to me. Um, but, you know, I went through, obviously, GCSEs, A-levels. A-levels just weren't for me at all. Really, really didn't do well with them and then found my way by doing MVQs and vocational stuff and um, whatnot like that. Eventually did my degree, eventually did my master's degree. So I am a, I am an academic, but again the dynamic has changed. And I mean, I, I as you, you know, as I've talked about, I, I, I'm a big fan of combat sports. I hugely believe in combat sports. I hugely believe in. Um, I think they would be a game changer if they were brought into schools. I might be going off on one ear a bit, but uh, you know, um, with you. <laughs> in terms of discipline and in terms of um, friendship and togetherness, and and actually having a confrontation but not needing to go to the extremities of knife crime or, or whatever mm. uh, so I, I i build you know i do believe that the school curriculum my best friend is a head teacher as well this mm. is a debate we have a lot i believe it's not fit for purpose anymore and that's the same with you know um doing doing the same thing what's that old saying do do the same thing over and over again expect a different result definition of insanity yeah you know? um You've got to adapt. But you said before about how, um, like boxing and knife crime are related. So the fact that we see when we're allowed to sort of box and have these areas where we can release that tension, that there's a drop in knife crime. It's it's absolutely proven. I work with the police, okay? I work with the police and it's absolutely proven that in areas, in urban inner city areas where there is um, a successful martial arts clubs, there is a reduction in overall crime, a reduction in youth crime, reduction in knife crime. Um, there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying that within the workplace we should go having a fight and stuff like that. But there is nothing wrong with having what I call a courageous conversation. There's nothing wrong with, you know, again, you know, um, rather than texting or whatever, having a conversation. And, and I think our children, as we bring them through, uh, teaching them about assertiveness and teaching them control and so forth. That's a good thing. Yeah. So um, regarding the marathon, um, could you bring it up again, Liz? Because you're able to do that. Or, uh, I've just run short of 700 miles this year. My last run was Wednesday of 19 miles. The mind is more powerful than my legs, as it is this that drives me on when the legs tell me to quit. So training mm-hmm. uh, the mind to be ready for the run. And I, and I know it will need to be in the best possible place come marathon day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Consider, you know, what I would say is we, we the mind is a muscle and can be trained. Yeah. So therefore, we we train our legs. We, we put the miles in. We're certain that um, if we don't put the miles in, we're not going to be able to do a marathon. That's one thing we're certain of. If you only train for five miles, 
uh, in the legs, your legs will only take you five miles. Well, your brain is exactly the same. Now, your brain's primary role is to keep you safe. So the minute you start pushing to extremes, which a marathon is, you start going to 17, 18, 19 miles, 20 miles, the minute your body is struggling to clear lactic acid, you know, and you're reaching that lactate threshold, your brain's primary role is to keep you safe, okay? So automatically, you, you will want to stop. Your brain will say, ah, I am done. I'm stopping. Now, a bit like the swimming principle, progression has to be gradual. Mm-hmm. If we get somebody who can't swim and throw them into the deep end, we will not get progression. All we'll do is is massively massively you know increase fear mm-hmm. and and you'll get that you'll get that freeze principle that that you, you we panic don't we and we stop yeah so so what i would say and if if the person who wrote that is is looking for advice mm-hmm. is that the brain kevin sorry you just fired this one up as well so continue what you say the best strategy for the approaching in the morning uh well what i was about yeah what i was about to say is is that the brain's got to be trained it's mm-hmm. got to be trained you know, he'll, he, I would first and foremost, I'm sure he probably does this anyway, but I would keep a diary of all, of not just training times, but emotions, how you feel, your thoughts, notice when there's key triggers, because, you know, the old knowledge is power thing. There will be certain points, 14 miles, 17 miles, 18 miles, where the brain wants to override and go, um, right, I'm stopping, I want to keep you safe. And again, when you can understand and accept that, Okay, this is my brain telling me that it wants to stop. Actually, my legs can carry on. Actually, my energy levels are good because my hydration's good. My uh, electrolytes are good. I've taken on some sugars. I've, I've used the right tools for the job. You can breathe, let it pass, and say to yourself, this is my brain trying to keep me safe. And all I then need to do is focus not too far ahead. It's just focus another, you know, two, three minutes. That is it. And and small steps equal big, big journeys, don't they? So if you can progress two or three, just two or three minutes that day, use the same principle, repeat it, two or three minutes, two or three minutes before you know it, mm-hmm. you've added considerable distance on before you, and your brain then becomes used to, actually, your brain goes, actually, no, I am safe. I'll allow, I'll allow things to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the second bit there, Liz, sorry? Well, you said, what would you say the best strategy for the morning? Uh, confidence. Confidence is is a byproduct of preparation. I wrote this on a um, post yesterday. Probably share it later. Confidence is a byproduct of preparation. When you're there on the morning, you've got to remember one key word, trust. Okay? And it's trust in the process. It's trust in your training. It's trust in the work that you've done. The opposite of trust for an athlete, particularly a boxer, walk into the ring to have a fight as they're moving their hands and so forth like that. The opposite of trust is regret. And when they walk into the ring with regret, it's too late. Yeah. So you have to trust your training, but therefore reverse engineering that you've got to do the training. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you can't manifest a marathon. Anyone who's done one will tell you that. I tell you, when I when I did my half marathon, I didn't train for it. I'd done a lot of strength training, a lot of six milers, you know, eight milers. I hadn't done a half. I hadn't done over eight miles. In fact, I don't think I did over six. I just went, I'm doing this. I can do this. I'll see how I go. I got halfway and I went, 
you're averaging eight to eight and a half minute miles. You're doing fair. Got to yeah. mile 10, I twisted my knee and I went, it's fine. You're over halfway. I'm not quitting now. Yeah. I got to mile 12 and I was in pain and I was like, I am not quitting this close to the end. I can smell the end. And it was, the fact is, in my mind, I was like, but you hurt. You know, it's you can't really walk. It's more painful to walk than run. I went, then you run to the end. And it was literally that sort of mindset. You made a deal with yourself, didn't you, mentally? And what you did was you set some boundaries, you know. Um, and and I remember a friend of mine uh, was in the SAS, and he um, made a mental deal with himself on selection. And he said to himself, this was his absolute baseline deal. I will only quit if I have a broken leg. And, you know, we all know the power of self-talk and so forth like that. It's sometimes easier said than done. But he took all the skin off his feet during selection. Mm -hmm. But he, he was able to continue because he'd made a deal with himself. And therefore, okay, because we're all faced with those key pivotal moments where we have to then bite down, as I say, bite, bite, boxers wear a mouth guard, don't they? Have to bite down on their mouth guard and answer their own mirror test question. And if you are able to find a little bit within yourself, you know, my mate Gaz was able to find a little bit in himself, he would be past his mirror test. And it was something he was able to revert back to because he'd said to himself, only quit if, I break, if I've got a broken leg. Yeah. He was able to pass his mirror test and move forwards. I, I was working with somebody, and I'm still working with somebody who's doing a, uh, 12 challenges over 12 months. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them are going to get physically quite quite tough towards the end. Mm -hmm. yeah, they have had a huge, huge fear of uh, height skydiving. Yeah. Now we did a little bit of work and whatnot like that. Um, and what his natural default was was, I, I want I'll do the skydive later on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, you're going to do it near the beginning. Because when you get past this challenge, this will provide you with the foundation to show you that mentally you can do anything. And he did. He did it yesterday, actually. He said he's never. He said he's never doing it again. But there you go. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> well, um, Kevin's just dropped a comment saying he's obviously listened. People train about the talk about the body, but never their mind. So my recommendation, Kevin link up with rick his contact details are in this post and of course we will give you a reminder as we hit the end because that's all he talks about is mindset and performance mindset and of course being healthy <laughs> so last one for you djg how far should you push yourself um that that's it that's an open question that's an, a ball kind of how you know how long's a ball of string question um We've got to like the, like I mentioned before the principle of swimming. Okay, mm -hmm. there's there's you know there's no growth in comfort. You've got to push yourself out of your comfort zones, whether that's you know in your career, whether that's in your body, your uh, business, whatever. So we've always got to go outside of our comfort zones. That said, if we revert back to the good old tried and trusted smart principles. Yeah, they've been around for a lot longer than I have. We've got to be realistic. If somebody can't swim and we throw them into the deep end, it will not help. Okay. Fear. Yeah. All it will do is create fear, anxiety, and it will lead to a freeze panic mechanism. You will simply stop and then never move, you know, probably never have another attempt at that. So, like anything, progression should be gradual and it should be steady. 
So, but also as well, I'm sorry, and it's important to say this, it should be based on where you're at as well. So if you've never run before, going out and, and on your first run, if you can run for two minutes or even one minute, that is progress. Mm. And then the next time you run, day or two later, whatever, just aim for a very, very, you know, a 2%, a 5% increase because progress is progress. The key is you just try to push yourself hard once, really hard once. Yeah, I think you, you, you're going to find yourself unsuccessful. The key is repetition, steady progress, pushing yourself gradually, but doing it repeatedly and having the discipline. So instead of running once a month, to run twice a week, three times a week, and just make those small steps. And what you'll find is a month later, you know, those small steps have climbed you up a ladder. It's exactly how I went in the army. There we go. A daily mile run at the, before I did anything, 5 a.m. out for a mile. Yeah. The test runs a mile and a half. I just went, my legs are going to be conditioned. That's it. Yeah. If you've never run a mile before, start off with point one. Start off with point two. My first run was, this will make you laugh, and this is exactly what it was. I did a sports relief challenge, and they went, you've got to do a kilometre on the treadmills, part, like you have to do different things. I hadn't run for years. I hadn't run since I played hockey at school. And I went and did this kilometre and I had a trainer like pushing me through it. And after that, I went, huh, you you can do that, you know. And it was intervals. It was, you know, all this. And then I got to the point of doing eight, ten, even a half marathon. So what you've just said there, Liz, is trust again, isn't it? It's self-belief. And you can obliterate self-belief by pushing yourself way too hard too soon. Mm -hmm. That said, you should push yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and self-belief, it, it's, it's a turning wheel. It, it steadily, steadily, steadily starts to gather pace the more you do. You know, confidence is gained through preparation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, If you don't prepare and then just absolutely throw yourself into something, you massively increase the chances of, you know, it being unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. And therefore, what's the opposite of confidence? Yeah. You know, a lack of confidence, yeah. fear, anxiety exactly and that is a fantastic point to finish fear leave fear behind okay rick so the best way to contact you it's rickmoylan.co.uk is your website you are on linkedin facebook youtube instagram and twitter if anyone can't find you the comments they are in the comments they are on the post or just message me and i will send you straight to rick and he does a fantastic podcast himself where he does talk about all things straight talking but also mindset and also how you can be your peak performance in anything and i mean anything that you do so rick thank you so much for joining the conversation the inspiration and obviously answering all the questions my pleasure thank you very much and thank you to all those who listened. Happy Friday to everybody and have a great weekend.